right, Bill Bartine. Now, I know we tell people every day, get outdoors and get out there and get moving. But once in a while on a rainy day, you've got to pull out a good old book and just sit back. <laughs> you are so right. Absolutely. You know. Get on the screen porch and listen to it rain. Read a good story. A little R&R. Hey, you're twisting my arm. <laughs> Talked you into it. <laughs> Do you have any good books that you may recommend? Well, I, I, I think maybe our next guest is going to take us down that road, so I'm going to avoid that answer. <laughs> Let me see if I can set this one up, Don, because in the news just this week in, in Manhattan, uh, one of the great literary writers of our time in America passed away. Tom Wolfe, at age 88, passed away. And we're going to learn a little bit about his career in in. Uh, journalism and new journalism that is uh, a category that he was one of the ones that helped cultivate and maybe we can learn a little bit about astronauts or or uh, test pilots or your cousin Chuck Yeager that might be a book she may recommend but we're going to Without further ado, we're going to be educated on the Carolina outdoors by Dr. Jennifer Brett Yansky. Welcome Jennifer to the Carolina outdoors. Good morning. Thank you, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, can I ask you why we are talking about Tom Wolfe? What was his influence and why is he a subject matter these days upon his death at age 88? Well, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to your listeners and everyone about Tom Wolfe. He is probably one of the most extraordinary contemporary writers in the fact that he could capture through this style of what was referred to as new journalism, uh, the ability to convey an entire decade in one novel. And new journalism really came about primarily in the late 60s and early 70s with this idea of spending an, a, a very long time in a subject matter. So some would argue, well, isn't that investigative journalism? Well, in a sense, but it means that in order to capture a story and to be able to convey it to your readers, journalists like he and Hunter S. Thompson would spend months and even years working on a particular story. And then it could be serialized in something like The New Yorker or Rolling Stone, which really was the periodical that new journalists like Hunter S. Thompson and uh, Tom Wolfe really excelled for. A A new type of reader looking to kind of get engrossed in a subject matter rather than just reading it once or twice in the New York Times or something similar to that. So he would totally immerse himself. And, of course, he started as a journalist, uh, I guess back in the the 50s or so, and journalism back then was purely uh, supposed to be purely objective. And he would take— Absolutely. And this was kind of a twist on that. It took out the— objectivity, if you will, and um, made it more subjective, I guess, by that immersion into whatever culture he was immersing himself in to write about. Yes, and I think, yes, one of the first books that he wrote that kind of highlighted that type of new journalism was The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test, which was published in 1968. And it was spending time with a group of very interesting individuals, members of the counterculture uh, known as the Merry Pranksters coming out of San Francisco. These were contemporaries of the Grateful Dead, um, spending time with uh, 
pioneers of a new type of psychology, Ken Kesey and others. He really hung out with kind of the next generation of beats and, and literary figures in the 1960s and spent time with them as they partook in what was then um, an LSD trip that would include visual media and music in the early 60s before um, kind of the catastrophe that would befall us as a nation with regards to the violence and the protests that that period of what was referred to largely as a period of quote-unquote innocence in the early 60s, um, he immersed himself in that San Francisco culture. Now, he was quoted in a 2017 Rolling Stone article indicating that he himself never partook in LSD, but he was able to kind of learn about the trips and learn about the psychedelic um, aspects of it and captured it all in the electric Kool-Aid acid test. Now, we'll say this. That book is very difficult for a lot of people to get into. And what I tell my students and what I tell people who are interested in maybe picking it up, if you can get through the first two chapters, you will literally be taken on a journey that will blow your mind. So please, to the listeners, on these rainy days for the next couple of weeks, please consider picking up that book because it is an insightful look into a period of time that really is largely misunderstood um, in American history. Well, and that was 1965, and that kind of kicked off a, a large part of his career. And if you're just joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors, we're having literary time, and we're talking a little bit, a lot of bit, I guess, about Tom Wolfe, who passed away this week. And if you do not know who he is, he wrote books like The Candy-Colored uh, Tangerine Flake, uh, um, The Bonfire of the Vanities, uh, the right stuff. All of those were parts, were, were works of his, but he took on a lot of criticism uh, during his career with these books and with new journalism. Jennifer, can you talk to us a little bit about that criticism that he received? Well, absolutely. Thank you. The criticism he largely received was um, he would do composites or take liberties with uh, real individuals histories. I think Bonfire of the Vanities is a perfect example. The book was uh, published in the mid-80s, in uh, 1987. Um, it captured uh, a gentleman by the name of Sherman McCoy, who was in finance, um, kind of those masters of the universe of the uh, of the stock market and finance world of Wall Street of the 80s. Um, the criticism he received for a lot of these books were that he was writing schlock that it wasn't as necessarily as highbrow as uh, Norman Mailer or some of the other esteemed contemporary writers of his era. And he took great assault to that. Because he was a journalist, He even his fictionalized materials, he spent many, many years researching his subject matter. And because we only have one novel essentially a decade from him, he is able to capture a lot of what takes place over a decade, the popular culture, the popular sentiments. It, you would not have to be an expert in the 1980s to be able to recognize individuals that are composites of various figures throughout the 1980s, throughout his books. And a lot of people took great issue with that. Now, he kind of enjoyed the role of being off the beaten path and being an individual, right down to the fact that he often wore a white suit, much like... Mark Twain and Colonel Sanders. That's true. Um, in 2006, I had the pleasure of meeting him 
at a conference at Oxford University. It was the first time I had presented a paper at such an esteemed university, and he was there at the conference. It was called Reagan's America. And in a, on a very cold, drizzly uh, British day, this man in white, in a white suit, shows up. And he stands out, honestly, as a beacon of defiance among all of these very drab and dreary, gray-bedecked academics out there. And I just remember being such a fan of his work, and I've taught his work for many years, that when I spoke to him, he is as he was, I should say, which is sad because of his passing, he was as genuine an individual and extremely enthusiastic when he when he would meet someone who enjoyed his work. He was very interested in learning about the type, which books I selected for my classes, and I told him, well, I teach classes on uh, the 1980s and uh, the 70s. So, of course, I, cho- I choose like the electric Kool-Aid acid test and Bonfire of the Vanities. He just he giggled at me. And I thought this I love this man. I love this man for giggling. Well, and I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about you. Dr. Jennifer Bretjanski is our guest here on the Carolina Outdoors. We're talking about Tom Wolfe and his death at age 88 and um, his career. But, Jennifer, you are an educator, a lecturer, a teacher, Providence Day School, CPCC, uh, that sort of thing. And one of the things that you cover as an educator is history. And many times, and I know a lot of our listeners may hear this and go, oh, those are a bunch of dates and a bunch of places and that sort of thing. Are you able to use new journalism to a degree to help teach history, to make it more exciting and make it not just be dates and places? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for asking that question. That question I, I love to explain. When I, I've been teaching history for a very long time, and often when I'm at um, uh, a social event or when I'm meeting someone and they ask me what I do, I said, well, I'm a history teacher. I get the eye rolls and the, oh, I hated this. But <laughs> actually, you must have had a really bad teacher because history, like Tom Wolfe teaches, it's all sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Now, if it's taught well, it's taught in a narrative style. It's anecdotal. If you, have an, if you have a teacher that's just giving you a bunch of dates, a bunch of names, there's no story. New journalism is the perfect type of historical writing in the sense that you are conveying a story to a group of people that have no idea what you're talking about. And by the end of that story, they're either going to want to know more about the characters to learn more on their own, or they're just going to get so turned off by what they've learned about, but they won't forget it. Well, up up next, we're about to run out of time because it's always too quick. Dr. Jennifer Bratniatsky is joining the Carolina Outdoor Guys. And, Jennifer, I need to ask you this. This man is a writer, but a lot of his books made it to the big screen. In Charlotte, you played a big part in the film festivals uh, in the past. And um, are his books better than his movies or are the movies better than his books? Well, I'll tell you this, that's a hard call because I love his writing on its own, but I'll have to tell you that I love the movie The Right Stuff. There's nothing better than that movie to want to convince you to be an astronaut. And uh, I do love that book. I do love that movie, too. Um, Bonfire of the Vanities, I often tell students when I sign the book, read the book because it's better than the movie. Fantastic. Jennifer Bratniansky, thank you for joining us and giving us a little insight, a little humanity um, in the look at Tom Wolfe and his career and his life and what it meant to American literature. Thank you very much. 
Gentlemen, thank you. You have a wonderful day, and I hope the rain lets up so everyone can get back outdoors. Hey, we're with you on that. He's Don Yeager. I'm Bill Barty. We'll be back with more of the Carolina Outdoors after this.